Hare Krishna, I welcome all to Everyday Chant Harinam Conference Call. Today we are very fortunate to have His Grace Anupam Srivastas Prabhu from Mayapur, India. A small intro about Prabhu. Uh, Anupam Srivastas Prabhu uh, is a postgraduate in commerce. He has he have been connected with ISKCON uh, for past 14 years. Um, he was 18 years old when he visited for the first time ISKCON Delhi, India. Uh, he got he got so much attracted to chanting of Hare Krishna Mahamantra, Srila Prabhupada books, and the beautiful deities that he never turned back to materialistic life. He's 32 years old, living in living and serving in Iskon Mayapur, India, uh, from past two years with his wife and nine months old daughter. He and his wife both are uh, initiated disciples of uh, His Holiness Gopal Krishna Goswami Maharaj. Um, he preached the message of Lord Chaitanya by studying books of Srila Prabhupada. Um, so Hare Krishna Prabhu, my Dandavat Pranams to you. Today uh, Prabhu is going to enlighten us on uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, verse 15, Canto 19, uh, sorry, Chapter 19 and Canto 5. Uh, Prabhuji, please accept my humble obeisances and uh, whenever you are ready, please take over the call. Yes, thank you for the opportunity. So I am clearly audible to everyone. Yes, Prabhu, you are. Okay. But then the background now, uh, like kind of a slight resound, but you are audible. Okay. So you can start with the kirtan. <coughs> yes, Prabhu. Krishna 
always engaging in devotional service, always worshipping Krishna and always offering obeisances onto Him. Unless we practice this yoga system, our illusory attachment for this bad body which is full of stool and urine is impossible to give up. The perfection of yoga consists of giving up attachment for this body and bodily relationships and transferring that attachment to Krishna. We are very attached to material enjoyment but when we transfer that same attachment to Krishna, we traverse the path of liberation. One has to practice this yoga system and none other. Om Agyanti Nirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshur Unmilitam Yena Chakasmai Shri Guru Venamaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Tadati Swapadantikam one day, Shri Guru, Shri Yuta Patakamalam, Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha, Shri Rupam Sagrajatam, Sehgana Raghunatham, Vitamtam Sajivam, Sadvaitam Savadutam, Parijana Sahitam, Krishna Chaitanya Devam, Shri Radha, Krishna Padam, Sehgana Dalita, Shri Vishakam Vitamscha, He Krishna Karuna Sindhu, Dina Bandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostate Kapra Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vishnanu Sate Devi Pranamami Haripriya Vancha Kalpatharu Bhescha Kripasindhuva Evacha Patitanama Pavanepyo Vaishnavepyo Namunama Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadar, Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Namaham Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale, Shri Mate Bhakti Vedanta, Swami Niti Namine, Namaste Saraswati Deve, Gauravani Pracharine, Nirvishesha Shunnevati Pachyatta Deshakarine, Hare Krishna. So we are here for the verse number 15, fifth canto, the creative impetus. In chapter 19, a description of the island of Jambudvi. So yesterday the verse was ended with a talk about materialism that they are generally very much attached to these bodily comforts. So they are always absorbed in the thoughts of wives, children, wealth, body. So if a person who is engaged in Krishna consciousness is also afraid of giving up this body like a materialistic person, then what is the use of having labor to study these Shastras? Because if after studying the Shastras, if after acquiring the Vedic knowledge, if after understanding the essence of Vedic literature, still, if a person is afraid of giving up the body, then what is the use of studying these scriptures? 
so now in today's verse 15th verse it started with therefore o lord o transcendence kindly help us by giving us the power to execute bhakti yoga so that we can control our restless minds and fix them upon you so the prayer to ask for the power to execute bhakti yoga because the mind is restless and we can fix up this restless mind upon you so kindly give us the power so mind as we know it's a, i mean it's very easy thing to understand mind because we are experiencing it on daily basis that how mind wanders from one topic to another starting from the morning when we wake up until the night even in the dreams the mind is constant constantly running here and there with different thoughts that somebody chastised us or somebody did not had a good terms with us so or we want to achieve something so mind all the time is wandering here and there so in bhagavad gita we can see when krishna explains the yoga system to arjun so arjun says that whatever you have uh, just summarize me that appears impractical and unendurable to me because mind is restless and unsteady he says in chapter 6 text 33 verse 33 he says so although arjun is a very great warrior he is having he is a constant companion of krishna krishna is there with him it's 5000 years ago they at that time they were so focused you know arjun he can he can see and just with his arrows he can just put that into that direction where he wants so focused concentrated an expert warrior but he's saying that i think it is more the controlling the mind it is more difficult than controlling the will because it's restless very strong so if arjun is saying like that so what we can expect in today's world where everywhere there is a special arrangement of illusory energy that there are so many distractions the best distraction means of today's modern technological advancement is the smartphone that we are having in our pocket you can just with a few click of fingers we can go into any world can explore anything it drags here and there so at that time arjun is saying like it's more difficult to control than the wind so in the next verse krishna says that it is undoubtedly undoubtedly very difficult to curb the restless mind krishna is accepting that yes it is difficult but it is possible by suitable practice and detachment so in krishna's opinion 
it is that whose mind is controlled and who strives it by appropriate means he will be sure to achieve the success so this is a conversation between arjun and krishna about mind when arjun proposes about the mind's tendency and krishna is saying that how to control it control the unbridled mind so the one expect in today's scenario can come after all why we have to control the mind just do whatever it wants why to control it my life my rules whatever i wish i can do why i need to train the mind or control the mind because if we say to the newcomers that let's have a session on art of controlling mind so we say why why there is a, why there is a need to control the mind the art of controlling the mind is the second thing but why there is a need of controlling the mind i am happy whatever i like i do so in the verse 36 the chapter 6 of bhagavad gita krishna says those whose whose mind is unbridled self realization is difficult work so those who want to really progress on the path of spiritual life on the path of self realization so for them controlling the mind is a very important aspect those who are on the path of material sense gratification why they would think that there is a need of controlling the mind so when the living entity understands that yes it is necessary for me to strive towards a path for advancing in krishna consciousness then there comes the question of controlling the mind and when to, un- to when we have to control the mind so we have to understand that how this mechanism works so in katha upanishad there comes a verse atmanam ratinam vidhi shariram ratham evacha budhim tu sartim vidhi manha pragaram evacha indriyani hayan avur vishyam stesu gocharan atma atmendriya mano yuktam bhokte ahur manasina that it says that individual is the is like a passenger in the car of this material body so this material body is like a car and the individual is the passenger and intelligence is the driver so mind is the driving instrument and senses are like the horses so self the individual living entity is either enjoyer or sufferer in the association of the mind and senses so now wherever the mind and senses will drag so it will either result in enjoyment or suffering for that passenger the living entity now ideally intelligence is supposed to direct the mind but sometimes the mind is so strong and obstinate that it often overcomes one's own intelligence like sometimes if somebody is having a very acute infection so the medicines may not work they try for more strong antibiotics they're not working or injections they know or like this or like that so sometimes when infection is more acute then it, it is very troublesome so similarly if mind is 
sometimes the mind is very complex, very stunned that I want to do this. Then intelligence, although knowing that, that this is not good for you, but still not able to direct the mind. So, the easiest way to control the mind, as suggested by Lord Chaitanya, is chanting Hare Krishna, the great mantra for deliverance. So, one must engage one's mind fully in Krishna. Only then there will, there only then will there remain no other engagements to educate the mind. Because when one is, one is trying to be Krishna conscious, when one is having higher stuff to meditate, to contemplate, to think upon, and it will not anchor for the lower stuff. So, as in the conversation of Arjun and Krishna, Krishna accepts that yes, mind is strong, but you can control it by practice and detachment. So, what is that practice? What to practice now? So, because as we know in this present age, no one can observe very strict rules and regulations like, okay, I go to some sacred place, I'll focus the mind on the super soul, I will restrain my the senses and mind, I'll observe complete celibacy, remaining alone. So it seems like very troublesome for the people of Kaliya to just strive for that kind of perfection. But the Krishna Consciousness practice to engage in nine types of devotional service of the Lord. So, as you know, Bhagavatam tells that there are nine processes of devotional service. So, the first and foremost of those devotional engagements are hearing about Krishna. It's very, very powerful transcendental method for purging the mind of all misgivings. As one more hears about Krishna, the more one becomes enlightened and detached from everything that draws the mind away from Krishna. As this Mataji welcomed me for the class that to I'll enlighten the message of Bhagavatam. So as one hears about Krishna, one becomes enlightened. And as one becomes enlightened, so naturally one becomes detached from everything that draws the mind away from Krishna. And by detaching the mind from activities not devoted to the Lord, one can very easily learn Viragya. So people like think, oh, Viragya means, oh, we have to renounce these, uh, all the things, not this, we don't like this, we don't like... So, Viragya, when one is detaching the mind with, from the activities which are not devoted to the Lord. I uh, remember one instance when I just went with the newcomer to the temple, so he he was his, was his uh, first visit. He went to the temple and we met a devotee there. So that devotee just started introducing with him. He was a volunteer. He was serving there, distributing some pamphlets and telling about some sem upcoming seminars. So the newcomer, which was along with me, just uh, got very impressed with the way of talking of that devotee. So the devotee introduced himself, oh, I'm working there and there like that. So he was very surprised to see, oh, you are working there and on oh, weekends you come here, you're wearing dhoti kurta, serving in the temple, very nice. He was very impressed by 
the dealings of the devotee. So he asked, oh, how did you came into the Krishna consciousness? Like you don't get attracted with what is going on outside. People are doing parties and you are coming on weekends in the temple. You can also enjoy with them, but you are coming and devoting your time in the temple. So that devotee replied that before coming to Krishna consciousness, I was also doing the same thing. It's not like I don't know what is going outside. He said that I was a chain smoker. I was smoking 11 cigarettes, 12 cigarettes daily. So that person got very much, like his inquisitiveness increased manifold many times. He just said, really, then what happened that, that you just stopped that? How it is it possible that you stopped smoking now? How is it possible? Then devotee replied very simply in just one line, that Krishna doesn't like it. I don't do it now. So he was very impressed that he just he exchanged his number and wanted to have a contact with him. But just a one-liner that because Krishna does not like it, and I'm not doing it. I just dropped that. It happens in our lives. We see if a husband don't like anything, then wife drop that idea. Oh, okay, I will also not do. It happens then really like. Oh, you are vegetarian. Okay, I'll also be vegetarian. You're non-vegetarian. I also be non-vegetarian. You don't like this. Okay, I will also don't do, uh, will not do this like this thing later on. So it happens when when there is a exchange of love. So generally, when people naturally have an inclination to do whatever the other party, the lover, wants to do or not to do. So. Here, when we talk about detachment, so there is a talk about impersonalism. So impersonal spiritual advancement, detachment is more difficult because impersonalism. Disturbance coming in. From yeah, now it's okay. So so. When we talk about detachment, so we see like impersonal spiritual detachment. Impersonal spiritual detachment, like we, we don't know the form of Krishna. We feel like the Supreme Lord is formless. So those people are, for, for them detachment is very difficult because there is nothing to attach with. And for a devotee, it is very practical. Because by hearing about Krishna, one becomes at automatically attached to the Supreme Spirit. And that results in spiritual satisfaction. So it is not like a theoretical thing. Prabhupada gives an example, like a satisfaction of a hungry man. So for every morsel of food he eats, he feels satisfaction. It's not like he is thinking artificially, oh, I, am, I will be satisfied, I will be satisfied. Because he is hungry. With every morsel, he feels satisfaction. Similarly, when the devotee discharges some dis devotional service, so one feels transcendental satisfaction. It's natural. So, it's like a disease, and we can cure it by expert treatment and appropriate diet. So, the treatment is we should hear the transcendental activities of Lord Krishna. That is an expert treatment for this mad mind. 
and eating the food stuff offered to Krishna that is the appropriate diet for the suffering patient. So this treatment is the process of Krishna consciousness. So when we are talking about the mind, so Bhagavad Gita chapter 17 tells us about austerities. In the, in the 16th verse says, Satisfaction, simplicity, gravity, self-control and purification of one's existence are the austerities of the mind. So, we should not give very easy time to mind that, oh, I am feeling I should enjoy, okay, let me enjoy. You should give a hard, tough time to the mind. It's not that it, it is desiring something and let's just fulfill it. To see, have to sharpen our intelligence and by the sword of that intelligence we have to cut the knots of mind's attachment. So to make the mind austere it means to detach it from sense gratification. It should be trained in such a way that there should be gravity in thought. That no, I should not deviate, deviate myself from Krishna consciousness. I should always avoid sense gratification. Because when one really avoids or takes oneself away from the thoughts of sense enjoyment, that results in satisfaction. Because in present age, we are necessarily engaged the mind in so many different ways for sense gratification. And so there is no possibility of the mind becoming satisfied. The more we think of sense enjoyment, the more mind becomes dissatisfied. So the satisfaction, the best course is to divert the mind to the Vedic literature, which is full of satisfying stories in the Purans, Mahabharata. So one can take advantage of this knowledge and thus become purified. Because in we, we are having today's everywhere the news is going on, politics, social, and environmental, so many things are there to talk about. But for a devotee, the best thing is to divert the mind to the Vedic literature. It contains everything. We are having beautiful stories, the past times of laws and the exchange of love between devotees and Lord. Bhagavatam is full of such pastimes and dealings. Then in today's verse it moves forward with the thing that we are very much we are very attached to the body which is full of stool and urine and to anything related with the body. So here, there is a very beautiful story which Shila Prabhupada tells. That is the story of liquid beauty. So once a man uh, who, was, who was wanted to have a loving relationship with a beautiful girl. So this man was very much insistent because of his lustful desires, the girl was very beautiful. So he was very much attracted towards her. And the on the other side, the girl was very beautiful, but was saintly also. So that girl says, 
requested him to wait only for seven days. So she set a time that okay, we will meet after seven days. So you have to wait for that appointed time. So that person, the man, got very much you know, excited. Oh, okay, we'll meet after seven days. So the saintly girl, in order to manifest the real beauty of the absolute truth, so she devised a very instructive method. She took very strong doses of laxatives and purgatives for seven days, and she just was continuously passing stool, vomiting, whatever she was eating, just vomiting and passing stool. So she stored all the loose stool and vomit in suitable pots. So the day comes after seven days. They at the appointed time, at the scheduled place, they just were supposed to meet. So that girl reached the place, and that man also came. The man was not able to recognize the girl because she was so beautiful. But now, because of her constant seven days bad health, she was in very pitiable condition that he was not able to recognize her. So at last, girl told him that, "Oh, I am that the same girl," but he was not able to believe. So he said, "No, I am that girl. I have I had separated the ingredients of my beauty and stored them in pots." So she said, "Okay, you can if you want, you can enjoy those juices of beauty." So she showed her the showed him the that 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 pot where the, she stored that vomiting and loose. Stool, liquid vomit. So when he saw, he was when he saw it was emanating a very unbearable bad smell. Then so he finally understood that what's that beauty which for him for which he was just running after. So this is what actually our body is composed of. If we see, it's so just a bag. Contains of bones, blood, urine, stool. What else is there? There's so much attached to the body to take care of it, and to think that this is this is what I am actually, and I should just take care of it. I should enjoy it to the maximum extent, and the people related to this body. So Shrimad Bhagavatam says that the conditioned soul is mad because he is engaged in activities that are the causes of bondage and suffering. So under the spell of material energy, so everybody is in that madness. Some somebody unmuted and the voice is coming from background. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, conditioned soul is mad 
because he's engaged in the activities that are causes that are causes of the bondage and suffering. Although, as we know, the soul, spirit soul, in his original condition is very joyful, blissful, eternal, full of knowledge, satchidanam. But because of the implication of activities, one has become miserable, temporary and full of ignorance. So in that state of life, the person is mad. So when one is mad, what to do? As if there is there is a cure of mental disease, one should go and just follow the directions of a psychiatrist. So similarly, Nekrab Devotion tells about sadhana bhakti, which cures the conditioned soul of this madness under the spell of Maya. It says that in today's verse it is said that except for devotional service there is no way to give up the attachment. If someone has the mic unmuted duties, please uh, mute the mic. So, <clears throat> so the Lord, uh, this as we uh, in today's verse, it said that except for devotional service, there is no way to give up this attachment. So Lord advises in Bhagavad Gita, man mana bhav madhato, as Shri Prabhupada is quoting in purport, madhato mad yaje maam namaskuru. So the perfect yoga system is consisting of always thinking of Krishna, always engaging in devotional service. So when there is a, when it comes to a point of like always remembering Krishna, how is it possible and always engaging? So we are we we are working outside, we are going here and there, we are dealing with so many people. Even if those who are temple residents also, they are dealing with so many outside people, entertaining the guests, managing so many things. So how is it possible like we always remember Krishna? Uh, so in the introduction of Bhagavad Gita, Shri Prabhupada gives an example of a lady, a, a, a lady who, who is having who is married but loves somebody else. So she's more cautious in her dealings. She's more cautious in her dealings while working. She's more cautious that nobody should doubt about her, that she's having some relationship with, uh, relationship outside. So she's more cautious in her daily routine activities. So similarly, devotees are more cautious, more careful. It's not like uh, they're not working well, they're not feeling well, you're just in different world and thinking about Krishna, so they don't, don't do anything. As Arjun is the, he's fighting on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. He's always remembering Krishna, the instruction of Krishna to fight. So, similarly, as Krishna says, that to, that to always remember, with him always worshipping him, offering obeisances to him, So when we it, it comes to the form, it comes to in the relation to remembering Krishna. So for a sadhak, it, there is a thing that how we should do it or like practice 
this sadhana bhakti. So Nectar of Devotion book and that book, Srila Rupa Goswami in his Bhakti Rasam Sindhu. So describes about devotional service and practice. So like practice means employing our senses in some particular type of work. So we, as we are having senses, some uh, which are meant for acquiring knowledge, some are to execute the conclusions of our thinking, feeling and willing. So practice means employing both mind and senses in practical devotional service. So if I never is like we are just practicing something. So it's not like something artificial. For example, a child, if he is learning or practices to walk, so walking is not unnatural. The walking capacity is there originally in the child. Simply by a little practice, he walks very nicely. So similarly, devotional service to the Supreme Lord is natural instinct of every living entity. It's not like we are artificially imposing on the mind, we have to think about Krishna, we have to serve him, we have to offer obeisances to him, we have to read about him. They are practicing, but it's natural also. So when it when when the person practices, then gradually after some time one becomes spontaneous. Like to uh, just to wake up in the morning do Mangala Arti, chant Hare Krishna, hear Bhagavatam class. So initially a person can think, oh I am forcing myself to do this thing. So it's a practice thing. Yes, one is just telling, guiding, forcing himself. But after some time it becomes a it becomes spontaneous. Yes, I really want to do it. I like to do it. So, in yesterday's verse, as it was mentioned, as we just started with the linking with the previous verse, that if a person engaged in Krishna consciousness is also afraid of giving up this body, so what is this, the use of having this labor to study the Vedas, scriptures, shastras? It's just simply a waste of time. So here in we find in the Bhagavatam when Shukrit, when Maharaj Parikshit met Sukhadev Goswami just a week before his death. So the Maharaj Parikshit was perplexed as what should be done before he was just about to pass. So other sages were also there, but no one could give him the proper direction. So Shukhadev Goswami, however, gave this direction to him that if you want to be fearless in meeting your death next week. So you must immediately begin the process of hearing and chanting and remembering God. So Srila Prabhupada mentions there that if one chants and hear, if one can chant and hear Hare Krishna and always remember Lord Krishna, then he is sure to become fearless of death, which may come at any moment. The previous verse was, if Krishna conscious person is also afraid of body, afraid of giving up the body. So and Shukadev Goswami stating to Parikshat Maharaj that if you want to be fearless, then immediately begin the process of hearing and chanting and remembering God. Although Parikshat Maharaj is a devotee of Lord, is always remembering Krishna throughout the life. But it's a message to understand that one should be chanting at every time 
remembering Krishna every time because we don't know when the death is arriving. We are always we we may we have our all everybody must be knowing the date of birth. Okay, I born here and there at this time, this place from these parents. But we are not having death certificate that will die at this place under these circumstances. So we don't know when we have to leave the body. So when we are remembering Krishna always. So if it is the next moment. When I have to leave this body and I'm remembering Krishna, it's good for me because I want to go to Krishna and I'm remembering Krishna at the end of my life and that end can come at any time. So, just to uh, take a short note on Damodar Lila because it's the Kartik month going on. So, this uh, when Mother Yashoda binds Lord Krishna, so that is very beautiful by Mother Lila described in chapter 9 of Bhagavatam, 10th canto. In the starting verse uh, of this chapter, so it just mentions that because the neighbors were complaining to Mother Yashoda that your child Krishna is coming <coughs> and stealing the butter stealing butter, yogurt from our places. So Mother Yashoda is thinking that maybe my, I mean, my house, which I'm the we're making the churning the butter, yogurt. So maybe it's, it, it it doesn't sounds good to Krishna. That's why he's just going outside and stealing. So in at that time there were. Where, like the grasses which the cows used to eat were full of fragrance, different flavors, and the dip, and the flavor, the the flavor of the grass which cow eat, the similar flavor milk cow used to give. Like if there is one kind of flavor, flavored grass, grass which the cow is eating, so that kind of flavor milk cow is will be giving. So that is the beauty of those transcendental pastimes. So the mother Yashoda wanted to collect the milk from these cows and wanted to make it into yogurt and churn it into butter personally. So while she was churning the butter, she was singing about the childhood activities of Krishna. So because before this pastime when the Damodha Leela happened, before that Krishna already had those past things of killing Putna, Gasur, so, so like Karnavat. So, so Mother Yashoda was this, um, singing the childhood activities of Krishna. So formerly it was a custom that if one wanted to remember something constantly, so he would just transform into a poetry and then just sing. So Mother Yashoda poetized, poetized all kind of all of Krishna's childhood activities such as killing Putna, Gasu, Shakta, Sutranavas while churning the butter. So she was she sang about these activities in poetic form. Sashila so Prabhupada mentions in the purport of the verse that this should be the practice of persons eager to remain Krishna conscious twenty four hours a day. Because in the today's verse of Bhagavatam there is a point 
when in the purport Srila Prabhupada quoting Bhagavad Gita, that Krishna is saying that always remember, always offer obeisances to me. So here also in this pastime, when she was just churning the butter, then she was singing, just constantly singing the glories of Krishna, constantly singing the pastimes of Krishna, the activities of Krishna. So one should, who, one who really wants to be Krishna conscious 24 hours a day, be really very inquisitive to know. So we should follow such persons, like how they are, how they were doing managing their activities. We are also doing daily household chores or so many work, going, traveling, coming, managing so many things. So how Mother Yashoda was doing her household activity by singing, by in a poetic form the activities of Krishna. Similarly, we can also meditate, think upon Krishna's activity before going to sleep. We can read Krishna book that we can have Krishna conscious dreams. During daytime, we can memorize some verses. Oh, Krishna said says like this in Bhagavad Gita. Oh, Bhagavatam verses. We can sing the Damodar Ashtakam. We can recite Vaishnava bhajan. So many beautiful bhajans are there. So you should follow such persons because they are fully Krishna conscious. They are not forcing themselves to be Krishna conscious. Oh, let me meditate upon Krishna childhood activities while churning the butter. Else I will get bored. It's, it's very natural for them that they are always Krishna conscious. So because we want to follow those devotees, we want to, we want to be also Krishna conscious. So that's why we should follow such persons. So to sum up <coughs> with this thing that Krishna says and says to Arjun that because Krishna is not advising Arjun to just simply remember him, give up his occupation. So Lord Krishna, this, he never suggested like anything impractical. Okay, just do it. Because there are four divisions of social order, Brahman, Shatri, Vaishya, Shudra. So, in whichever one is situated or whenever task one is allocated with. So, one should do that. But always remembering Krishna as in the words of Bhagavad Gita, he says that Tatma Sarveshu Kaleshu Ma Manusamara Yudhacha Mai Arpita Mano Bhutir Maam Evasai Ashmashai. Therefore, Arjun, you should always think of me in the form of Krishna and at the same time continue your prescribed duty of fighting. So your all these activities dedicated to me, your mind and intelligence fixed on me, you will attain me without doubt. So that's what Krishna says. So here to sum up with the verse which was started with that kindly give, kindly help us by giving the power to execute Bhakti Yoga so that we can control our restless minds and fix them upon you. We are infected by illusory energy. So we are very much attached to the body, which is full of stool, urine. So by this devotional service, we can give up this attachment. So kindly bestow upon this, upon this upon us this benediction. So I just want to conclude here. If anybody, any devotee is having any question or comment, so we can ask or we can end up the session here.
हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा प्रभु जी दिन प्रणाम जय श्री प्रभुपाद वंडरफुल वंडरफुल क्लास सो मेनी वंडरफुल पॉइंट यू मेंशन इन द लेक्चर प्रभु थैंक यू सो मच so one of the point you insisted uh, was you know um, devotee should be engaged in the devotional service 24 hour then the example you gave um, so how can you a little bit speak on the practical ways practical ways how one can be engaged 24 hour because they have work but you know we can uh, adopt some ways to think or our lifestyle to add the krishna consciousness in our life can you speak on a little bit that prove yes really sure and uh, as shila prabhupad gave us a very beautiful setup program like in the morning go for mangalarti then we have a schedule time for chanting then darshan aarti bhagavatam class then have your services and then evening aarti bhagavad gita class then just can read krishna book and go to sleep so for those who are engaged in krishna consciousness or those who are practicing krishna consciousness so for them the sleeping is also a service because giving rest to the body at night so naturally we are in a stage of practicing so we we strive for that perfection that yes we are always krishna conscious but as i just related this with this this past time of mother yashoda the child activities of that i when i linked with this past time of mother yashoda that she was singing the about childhood activities of krishna so like whenever we are doing something so if it is manageable then we can hear some kirtan along with that if that doesn't like diverts our attention or focus from that particular allocated task because sometimes the work is like we are dusting in the house cleaning some vessels we are having ample times like even taking a shower you can have some background kirtan or lecture is playing on so that will help us to uh, help our mind to focus on krishna in his devotees rather than to just wander here and there apart from it like because we are this is a sadhana bhakti so during our sadhana we should be very careful because whatever we will be doing in those specific hours of chanting and reading that will be reflecting throughout now throughout the day and uh, overall also like if we are earning money we are going to our job or business or whatever profession occupation one is having so that is for serving krishna only because whatever money one is earning so one is like if you cook something and you take a bowl out of it one you ready a plate for lord and offer it and lord accepts and you mix it up with the other in the whole cooking pot and it becomes prasad so it's similarly when one is working 
getting some money. So out of that money, one portion one gives to the Lord in the service of Lord. So that the whole Lakshmi that becomes prasad like that, you offer it and just mix it up with your whole earning of the month. So here, even working outside, inside, whatever, wherever, the devotee is always serving for Krishna. So whatever he is doing is offering to Krishna. It's cooking for Krishna or making bhoga for Krishna. But oh Krishna, I served and got this meal prepared for you. Please enjoy and give your remnants. And whenever, like as we just discussed in the uh, in the starting of the session, that out of nine aspects of devotional service, the foremost is hearing. That one should hear. So the more we hear, the more we become Krishna conscious. Because if we we are constantly hearing about Krishna, then naturally it will affect our thoughts. It will naturally affect our contemplation of the day. Like if we, it is natural. We know. Like if some, if we see some accident, then that thought will come in the mind. Oh, how it happened. Oh, that car was coming and just. So just for some, it's a very, it's a very like a shocking accident. It, it will have a impression on the mind. Will just, uh, I, I mean, even. Not intentionally, but just the mind will think about or give a thought about it. Oh, how I just saw that incident. Very scary. Similarly, when we are hearing about Krishna, we are hearing repeatedly about Krishna, then obviously we, 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 we will be having a good storage of thoughts to meditate, to contemplate upon. So, and by performing devotional service, because... Whatever we are doing, we are doing for Krishna. We are earning for Krishna, we are serving for Krishna, we are, or even family members, we are making them devotees, they are also helping us out. We are trying to make them Krishna conscious. So whatever we are doing, it's a, also a package of Krishna consciousness. That's what I wanted to add in your understanding. Wonderful, Pro. Thank you so much. Yeah, it, it does help the points you mentioned. Continually hearing. Thank you so much, Prabhuji. Yes, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Yeah, am I audible actually? Just y- y- yes, bro. Yes. Devotees, does anyone has any further questions? Last moment comment? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Yes, bro, we can hear you. So, am I audible? Hare Krishna. Yes, bro, we, we, we are able to hear you. Thank you, Prabhuji, for such wonderful, nice. 
and enlightening us and uh, i have no question but thank you for your nice class prabhu ji hari krishna yeah i'm not able to hear if somebody is speaking hari krishna looks like uh, some issue on prabhu ji side માતાજી Sprovji uh, uh, think uh, I'm not sure uh, so let me respond to Sprovji oh, oh we can हरे कृष्णा पार्था प्रभु हरे बोल पार्था प्रभु हरे कृष्णा प्रभु जी धन्यवाद प्रणाम धन्यवाद प्रणाम प्रभु इफ यू लीव आई थिंक रिकॉर्डिंग इज स्टिल गोइंग इफ यू लीव एंड इफ माय सेल्फ लीव देन रिकॉर्डिंग विल स्टॉप प्रभु ओके ओके गो अहेड या 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 ओके 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 या हरे कृष्णा